This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today, of course, is Hans, who recently got compared to a famous celebrity on our YouTube channel. Who did you get compared to uh, recently, Hans? What was it? Uncle Fester. Oh, Oh. Uncle Fester. That's right. Yes. Mike from Breaking Bad. Mike Herman Kraut. What's his name? No, that's right. It's Herman Kraut. Herman Kraut. They don't even call him Mike. They just call him Herman Kraut on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you like my Morbius lighting that I have going on right now? Yeah, it's, it's very on. Jared Leto-y. You know, your eyebrows are starting to like move down a little bit into your into your eyes here. So you're just starting to have like scalp. There's not any hair there, which is also very Jared Leto-y. Have you seen Julia Fox lately? This woman scares me. This woman oh, seems no. like she had a, a a mental breakdown after Kanye dumped her. Why don't you go over to my Twitter feed and okay. pull up the video because I screen recorded it and I put it out on there. And she's a horror show. She's she looks like she's nuts these days. I don't know what happened to the, the cute, kind-faced, uh, slutty you can't trust her in a million years, GF of a rich man, Adam Sandler, uh, where, where she went. Now she's just uh, paranoid oh. schizophrenic, roaming the streets of New York City. Spent too much time in Chinatown, perhaps. All right, let's take a look here. Yeah, you don't even really need to play the audio. You just get the vibe from the video. Oops. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's that very loud. Play by itself. It's very okay. loud. It's played by itself. Okay. So this is what she's posting on Instagram these days. God damn it. What the fuck? I just <laughs> muted it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to movies, everybody. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the very jarring, loud uh, music playing here. Hey, remember that guy that one said that I was an amazing producer? <laughs> 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 Can't even pull up something. By the way, if you're listening to the audio of this, you're really getting the Raw's deal imaginable. You should head on over to patreon.com slash lowres, join the $5 tier. So there's at least a a video component to that horrible audio that just burst into your eardrums. So yeah, this is what she's up to. This is her talent. Yeah, that's pretty pretty horrendous. What is it? it, um, Interpretive dance? And she's just a crackhead? Yeah, yeah. I give her uh, about three years before she's on Celebrity Big Brother. That's what I think. Is does she have anything uh, coming out soon or anything like that? Any movies? Because she looks completely different to what was the movie called? Uh, Uncut Gems. The Cam Girl. Oh, Private Chat. No, the Cam Girl movie. Yeah. Wait, which one came out first? Yeah, she Private shot, Chat was 2020. That was only two years ago. Private Chat <laughs> was shot different. before Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems came oh. out first. Okay. Well, let me pull up. Uh, oh. What are you seeing? What, are you, what did you see, Hans? Hans looks terrified yeah, right now for our I'll listening audience. Right. I'm on the IMDb uh, page. and. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, she looks deflated. Like she's her body's deflated. Yeah, what happened to that boob? Wasn't she just pregnant? Shouldn't that be a lot bigger? It looked a lot bigger in Uncut Gems. I mean, it's not like a bad size or anything, but uh, it doesn't look like Julia Fox standard, you know? What's going on? Fucking IMDb. Didn't she just get married and have a kid? Why is she doing all this? Why is she not uh, uh, an adorable trad wife, GF? For some normal man. Instead, she's she looks like the crow. For some 
uh, Jewish older man from New York. See, this is... Soft face Julia Fox looks normal and mentally healthy. Eyebrowless, cheekbone Julia Fox looks scary, like a scary bag lady. Someone you would probably switch subway cars if you saw her boarding. But uh, you know, you know, yeah, that, that is this... that is that looks deranged. That mm-hmm. look, those eyes, yeah, that's that's scary. Did she get work done? Cause look at the cheekbones coming in now. Oops, sorry. Yeah, she's very uh, <laughs> very Chinese uh, with her cheekbones. Very Asian. She Asianized herself, and her lips look also dumber. <laughs> too too plump. Yeah, she got some filler done. She got her her cheekbones done. Uh, probably was on the trim spa diet for a period of time. This is very unfortunate. Um, who can take Julia Fox's place as like the the hot curvy it girl now? Does that even exist in Hollywood anymore? Not what's, in Hollywood. Uh, what's considered a what's considered a curvy girl? Uh, oh wow. I, uh, Go ahead. Let's go. We'll go down the obvious roll call here. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, Amy Schumer. Uh, what was her name? Rebel what was Wilson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gabori something. Mm. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I don't know who's curvy right now. Uh, who? Which actress is not just skinny that's working in Hollywood? Uh, oh. Uh. What about the girl from True Detective? Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. That's one. I guess so. <laughs> Who even thinks about her anymore? Hey, you know what we're talking about tonight is crimes of the future. Classic. And the first one has to do with all these curvy women and also f- fat pigs we're citing disappearing. They disappeared, Hans. Just poof. Yeah. And men have two options. You're either going to go gay or you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to prison uh, for, uh, I don't even want to say. You know, it's such a dark premise. Who would think of this kind of premise but a 17-year-old David Cronenberg? I don't know if he was actually 17. He probably wasn't. He was a college student, though, right? He was a film student at the time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it feels like a, like a film school movie. He was born in 43, so he was... Uh, he was a, seven, approaching 30. Yeah, 27. Okay, and it looks and like a movie, a, a 27-year-old would probably make if he didn't get an earlier start anyway. And this movie, Crimes of the Future, 1970, along with his first feature, maybe it wasn't even a feature, I think it was like 50 minutes in length. There's a lot of debate as to whether or not a 50-minute movie or a 60-minute movie is a feature-length movie. I believe the Academy ruling is anything over 45 minutes is technically a feature. Many people don't consider anything short of 90 minutes or at least 70 minutes a feature. There's plenty of animated films where it's like 68 minutes, 72 minute runtime. Yeah. That's a feature. Um, what do you consider? Do you consider this movie a feature, or do you think it's a short film? No, it's a it's an hour. Well, at least the version that I watched. I don't know if it's extended or anything because I think they re-released it recently, right? Or they released a, a Blu-ray. Of there was a there was a Criterion release of uh, one of his early films. Did he do The Brood? Yes. Okay, so I, I believe on that Blu-ray was this movie and I think it was Shivers got added as supplements to those. So this is 62 okay. minutes in length. Yeah. I consider that a feature. I, yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, well, at least what I consider short is anything under 30. 
anything above 30, then it's anything that's above uh, sitcom uh, sitcom length. It's uh, it's a feature. Or that's a low know, barrier. That's 22 minutes. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would make a, any TV show that's uh, over 22 minutes a feature. So that's yeah, that's wrong. Okay, a so standard yeah, anything. a standard broadcast procedural that runs for an hour in its time slot is 42 minutes in length. Typically. So that's under, that's probably, maybe it has something to do with that. Um, but I, I don't know. I think anything, if you're over 55 minutes, maybe that's a feature. Although I would even struggle to consider anything short of an hour feature length. What about uh, Cisco's movie? Cisco's movie. Is a feature? I'm marketing it as a feature. Because <laughs> okay. so, that, that's so going to be, but also. Minutes. Here's the thing with that. Well, that his original cut of that was, I think, 58 minutes. And the current cut of it is going to be somewhere around an hour and 10. So that's going to be feature length when it comes out. Yeah, I think this is definitely a movie. I, I don't know. It's probably his worst. Really? Think. You think this one's the worst? Uh, I just... I. I in, I like the way it's shot. I think there's a lot of interesting framing here. Um, I don't really care much about the performances. Uh, and I, I know that uh, the sound, uh, or apparently the camera that they were recording with, was very loud so they couldn't record sound. And I think that takes away a lot uh, to, mm -hmm. from it uh, to make it even feel like a movie because most of the, the story is being told by narration. And it, it, it kind of disconnects you from what's happening on screen. Uh, but I think from, from you know, someone that, uh, was that his first? It was his first movie, right? No, no, no. He did one right before it in the same fashion where there's no Stereo, dialogue right. and then there's a narrator. Right. So, but, but, but for, let's say, uh, first movie in the 70s uh, from a, a Canadian director that's trying something different, uh, it's fine. I just don't. I don't know. It was very boring. <laughs> it was. It was kind of a drag to watch because even though there's a lot of really cool framing, and and some cool shots, uh, the the story it, it just feels kind of disconnected and and weird for the sake of it. Uh, you know the whole foot sniffing thing, and then the you know, that was extremely off putting. Is like the seven minute sequences of men just like <laughs> taking their shoes off and putting their feet on other people's faces. I don't know. Kind of made me feel like Cronenberg uh, had like a gay foot fetish yeah. phase or something. Like, what is what? I don't understand what what is the deal with this. And then the ending was kind of well, that ending I, is so dark, and that's the only part yeah. that I actually. Uh, I would. I don't know if I'd say I enjoyed that ending, but I, I could see like Cronenberg's genius starting to bubble up because it's so pitch black, creepy, disturbing, unsettling. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, just for those who haven't seen the film, have no intention of watching the film, and I don't blame you if you don't want to tune into it because it is a, kind of a snooze. Um, the cinematography is not even good. It, it's very subpar. It's very standard level for young man in the 70s uh it ends with the lead character the only character with a name i believe his name is adrian tripod adrian tripod yeah. uh he's in a room you know because women are extinct or something right Ex women don't exist in grown women do not exist it's only children and grown men 
And uh, there's a girl, very little girl, like five or six years old, eating ice cream or, or, or something in this waiting room period uh, area. Excuse me. And uh, then let me you know, ask you. Let me, let me interrupt yeah. you one second. Uh, is this going on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was, I could just show the whole scene, but it's fine. Okay. Sorry. Well, I don't think we're gonna get clipped if you show the scene. But then we're gonna start attracting some weird people. To, yeah, to yeah. Show. Let's not let's not do that. You yeah, know, with YouTube, there's a lot of that little girl. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of that little girl in that scene. I mean, not a lot. That sounded like she's naked or something, which actually happens yeah. in the new crimes of the future. Like, do we really need to see an eight-year-old penis? I didn't think so, but I we saw it. Uh, yeah, there's an overlap <laughs> but, there. There's very little yeah. overlap between the two films. That, however, was one aspect of that. Um, so yeah, so, and you know, you know, with YouTube's whole system, they'll do like the recommended thumbnail, and it'll probably be a very like gross, <laughs> suggestive thing with the with the kid. And then, uh, then you just have a, a viewership of pedophiles, and that's not really what anybody yeah. on this channel, anyway, wants. So no, we're gonna skip that. Uh, but if you want to like pull up a still or something of the man, then that could be a good alternative. So what he winds up doing is he starts taking. The, look at this creep. He looks like one of the McPoyles <laughs> on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Yeah, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> no, not Jimmy Smith. That that's a Latin actor <laughs> from the early nineties. Um What's his name? Jimmy Simpson or something like that? Jimmy What is his name? His name is Jimmy, right? The the guy that's on well, I think his Macaulay character name is Jimmy. I don't I don't I don't know if his actual oh, name is Jimmy. He was married to the girl who was in a lot of those Joe, Joe Swanberg movies. He was in Happy Christmas and was on uh what was the Recent Showtime series that was a big hit with Christina Ricci. Her name's not like Maggie oh, uh, or something. She's got um, like a doughy face. The one about the uh, what is it, soccer player girls um, with the plane did, that crashed in the wild. Yeah, did you watch any of that? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was fine. It, it was, was called right. uh, something about bees, something sting, something something bee related. There's something about bees. That's right, yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't we just play this clip? Let's just take a look at the clip here. Let's take a look at this man being a... And also, he never acted after Rabbit in 1977. He decided to pursue a different life. Maybe because of this scene here. Oh, God. Yeah. So David Cronenberg was just like, yeah, we're going to have you strip naked, and I just rented this room in an office, and we're going to get a very small, single-digit age child, and you're just going to look at her longingly. And this While is the she movie. Eats- some type of white substance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at least he has his ascot, you know? Right. Keeps it classy. And then he grabs some of the goo and tastes the goo. No, he don't taste. He goes straight oh, to does. strategy. Which is, this will make me tastier. This will make things easier. And then he 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 cries a blue tear. Blue is the native American. Yeah, that was not an audio (laughs) error. Okay, that was just from the movie. That bubbling sound. Okay, for people listening. Oh Jesus! I don't want to show the girl. (laughs) Okay, all right. So that's the ending. what what do you think about this movie? I th- I saw you gave it a three stars out of five on Letterboxd, uh, so uh, I'm assuming you liked it more than I did. 
if I if I thought about it, I'd probably revise that and uh, make it two stars. But I I thought it was kind of interesting to see somebody who would garner a lot of recognition and be uh, such a big visual stylist and um, just a great filmmaker in general. One of their early attempts, and there are flashes of brilliance that are found in this movie like that ending as dark and creepy as it is it's very jarring it's such a bleak finish to a film was, I, I think i wrote in my review that it was the bleakest or one of the most bleak um conclusions to a movie that i've seen and it kind of sticks with you it's very um very ew, very yicky did you, um, did you yeah. read the uh there's a theory like an alternate theory of what the movie is actually about and it talks about how he's just a mentally ill man that goes to a mental facility and he imagines everything, which just sounds much That's worse. That's stupid. I hate those theories. That's Oh, yeah, Joker, yeah. too, and Fight Club. Well, Fight Club, that was actually <laughs> the case. But, you know, they love making – oh, actually, none of that happened. Nothing you saw happened. It was just – it was a mirage. He's crazy. No. Yeah. No, unless we saw that, unless there was some kind of big hint toward that – you're crazy. You're just a, a very lazy thinker. That's what that comes yeah. down to. So I don't like that theory. I think that's, that theory is very stupid and counterproductive. And what? Is he going to – is Cronenberg going to clear this up at age 80? <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, yeah, let me, shoot, let me shoot the sequel finally where we reveal that. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe the, the remake here. Remember that movie that only my most like biggest fans have seen and they don't even like it? <laughs> How about I clarify this story of it that, you know, most yes, people, people have been waiting 50 years to hear if this was actually a dream or not. Yes, it's like Dallas season six with Patrick Duffy in the shower. That's right. Terrible people out there. People just need to, well, go away. So he decided to revisit nothing to do with this movie, but the title. Now. That's this weird. year. That's a weird choice. He was like, you know, I don't like the movie I shot, but I really like the title, Crimes of the Future. I mean, it was kind of a cool title. But also, like, is, is there crimes in the future in this movie? <laughs> so the crime of the future in this movie is pedophilia, right? right. It's, it's, uh, it's child molestation. And the crime of the future in Crimes of the Future 2022 is, uh, is you know, building humans – <laughs> or naturally evolving humans who can who can uh digest microplastics right yeah which i i i like a lot of the ideas in this 2022 crimes of the future i think there are some some very interesting um thoughts that he's unpacking with this film and the the idea of um or rather like some of the visuals in it of using surgery and human mutilation as performance art but it feels like a very 2012 sort of thing you know like that that that's a response to oh everybody's getting tattoos and they're getting the plates in their ears and and those and it's like oh it's like what's the evolution of that it's people getting right. surgery done and giving birth to these organs that are useless or whatever yeah um, tumors or whatever he was growing mm -hmm. uh well the i thought the concept of uh pain being eradicated or like not exist anymore could have been interesting but then they just switched pain for pleasure because it seemed like every time someone would get cut here they would come <laughs> and it was kind of weird to me because it's just like all right so you don't feel pain anymore but if you 
cut your finger while you cut a tomato, you're gonna come in your pants. Like that was that I, I that connection was was odd for me. Very horny movie. Very horny. Movie. What else is new? I think most of Chrono. I mean, maybe not most, but a good significant chunk of Cronenberg's movies. Every three movies, he uh, develops an erection and just cannot settle it until he has shot an entire film around whatever is his fascination at that time. And in this one, it's surgery. In Crash, it is the the automobile car crash fetish, which is a thing. Right. It's it's a legitimate thing. Um, and prior to that, it's you know we've got some ideas in Videodrome Videodrome. that are explored with the the body vagina um and there's a big one i'm missing here dead ringers has a lot of that weren't they abortionists in in that movie or gynecologists or something oh it's been a while i don't i don't know i don't even think i've seen that one now that you mention it dead ringers that's not bad a lot of people three or four that i haven't seen that's that's a low-key one that people tend to cite as his best movie they used to say Crash, but now Crash is so high profile that they go over to Dead Ringers a bit more. Really? That's his... Mm, I don't know. I After The Fly, maybe. The Fly is not horny at all. Oh, no, no. But I mean his best movie. Or at least uh, one that I think is the, the most consistent, the best one. I think that. that's the, the commercial answer you know video videodrome scanners. videodrome's classic i think videodrome's the most brilliant of his films because it predicted mm. everything it's a very important yeah. movie i would also say that um everything that that seems to follow 1999 everything part of the 21st century that he has done i haven't been over the moon with i thought a history of violence was very good i watched that somewhat recently and um there's Things about that that I definitely like, and I actually find that to be a superior movie uh, than Crimes of the Future. I have yet to see Eastern Promises, by the way, so I haven't seen all of his movies with Ego. But um, even that movie kind of goes off the rails a wee bit in the third act when they introduce the William Hurt character. Even though all the performances are great, it just feels like, how many things do we have to overcome here for this character? (laughs) Yeah, how do you feel about Vigo's performance in this? I actually, you know, I know you had a problem with his gurgling and whatnot, his acting. <laughs> He's overacting a little bit, some of those parts. Uh, I thought he was good. I thought everybody was good for the most part. Um, the only person who I could remember as a terrible actor was, uh, his apparently his name is Welkit Bung. I thought Welkit Bung was a horrible actor in this movie and a weird choice to play the detective who Vigo meets up with. Vigo's character's name is oh, Saul yeah. Tenser. It was like, and he didn't even, you know, maybe there's some kind of like weird uh, uh, in-tune message he's trying to send with this that Welkit Bung, who's just like a, a seemingly straight-up African actor, and he, he, like that has nothing to do with his ability to perform, but he's just not good. He's Especially compared to everybody else in this movie where you have Viggo Mortensen, Lisa Doe, and Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart, excuse me, uh, he does not hold his own. And they don't put him in like a police uniform or anything. He just shows up in a gray T-shirt no. every single time. Yeah. Uh, short sleeve T-shirt. And he's like, I'm the detective. What happened here? Well, that's one of the problems that I had with it. That um, I understand that you could have a dystopian future where everything looks like shit. Uh, 
but it just didn't feel like the future because everything looked like shit like it looked like a like a a world that had ended already and then for whatever reason a small group of people survived but everything is run down and dirty and and i don't know it didn't did really feel very futuristic to me uh crimes of the future 1970 felt a little bit more futuristic because it's so odd and because it feels like it's supposed to be based in 97 but it was shot in the 70s right so it has that thing of uh we're predicting the future i guess so we have no idea what what that would look like and and it ends up looking goofy and timeless this one just felt dirty uh if you remove the machines right it just felt like oh it's a rundown world it's weird that people care about this surgery thing like an art piece uh but it just it never whenever the machines were not there it didn't feel like the future to me so i i i feel like the title was an odd choice because he could have named it something else especially because it has no connection to the original one and because it doesn't really feel like a crimes of the future movie or like that's the focus of it you know the the crime that was committed which was what the mom killing the the child because he was eating plastic no the crime the the crime the the title is citing is the father's genetic manipulation of the the boy and his friends or whatever right so well um anyway i did find uh the other actors much better in this film uh vigo i thought was good but you felt like uh you just weren't happy with him huh no whenever he was choking just felt like an actor acting you know, it didn't mm. feel like the the character. Uh, it, it felt very forced. Uh, also, at the ending, in that one of the last scenes when uh, when he's choking and she's asleep close to him, in that kind of like it looks like a, a Luke Skywalker's room after like a war mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when he was a kid, uh, and then he's just there, like also choking on the ground, and he just like those little moments felt like he was acting and not it took me out a little bit of, of the immersion that the other uh performers uh brought me to but yeah that, uh, i was a little little disappointed with with that uh, especially because i i really like him and i think that he's been very good on his other movies with cronenberg what do you think was cronenberg's last good movie before this um probably uh history of violence i mean history of violence uh Easter Promises. Uh, Dangerous uh-huh. Methods w- was very hokey. Uh, Cosmopolis, I, it just, I just didn't care. Even though it has Robert Pattinson, who we like, but he was just, I don't know, not didn't really grab me. And Maps of the Stars was weird and horny, but also like it was a very who cares story. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. I, I, uh, I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'd say probably Eastern Promises or History of Violence. I, you know, because this movie didn't really satisfy my my craving for Cronenberg and Vigo, and I hadn't seen the the other two, I went home immediately after seeing the movie and looked at Tubi or wherever. They both had a history of violence and Eastern Promises were available on streaming. And the trailer to Eastern Promises looked atrocious. It looked like a very Weinstein, Weinstein-y movie of like 2008 or 2009. You know how that editing style, that... Is oh yeah, D- to every trailer. Didn't he? I think he had a problem with the way that the credits show in the movie because I think it makes it look like a TV show because they're happening like at the bottom as the scene is happening, so it doesn't feel like a movie. And I think he had. I remember him having a problem with that. 
but yeah, I mean, it's been years since I've seen it. I remember I enjoyed it when I watched it back in like 2008, maybe, because I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, so maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do an episode on that if you because you haven't seen it, right? Yeah, I'd be down to do that. I think we were planning to do a Cronenberg retrospective for yeah. a long time when we were back in 2020 and we were doing episodes just nonstop and doing like a lot of movies. I, I, I think that came up, but we just never really got around to it because there's also he's got so many more films under his belt than a, than a David uh, Lynch or Michael Mann or any of these guys who we considered talking about before. We did the John Carpenter episode, which took three and a half hours to get through his entire filmography. That's still a very popular episode. I mean, we diced it up in three parts. They're all pretty popular still on iTunes and Spotify. So maybe Cronenberg will be next up at some point. But you could really spend an entire episode analyzing any one of his films. And that's the, yeah. the one downside to doing these retrospective episodes is uh, some films deserve more attention than others. Mm-hmm. And um, once you talk about it in that little frame of two or three hours and not an entire episode, then you kind of busted your load already. It doesn't right. have the same interest or effect once you, you decide you're going to do it as a full episode. But I want to rewind to something you said before, which is that you don't like this idea, this vision, this 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 aesthetic of the future, which feels very, not steampunk, but it feels very dystopian. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like... This movie, I, I I don't know. As I was watching it in the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, the future probably would look like that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fucking Brazil looks like now. Right. Uh, in some parts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it just didn't fit with the type of technology that they were using. Because even though uh, when they were building it or when she's like uh, – when the – what was her name? Caprice, I think her name was. Something like that. The Leah. Lisa do. How do you pronounce her name? <laughs> Last name uh, was playing. When she's fixing or, or cleaning the machines or whatever. It, it felt like a very advanced technology, but it kind of looked not modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked very fleshy and weird. I thought that, that the chair that he used to eat. And that rickety chair was, that was just very. That was really funny. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, how is it helping you? Like tickling you? Uh, <laughs> because that's what the, 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 the chair just shakes. Um, but uh, the bed was cool. Uh, that the, the one that they showed right at the beginning uh, where he's connected by his hands and feet, I think. Uh, and then also the little casket thing where the surgeries is, uh, are done. Uh, we're pretty cool. Everything that had to do with the with the body horror, I guess, I liked. Um, I just, I don't know the story. That I, I, the ending felt like a like a like a busted load when it wasn't supposed to be busted. <laughs> you know, it felt like like it just ended, and then oh, cool, an open ending. So did he kill himself, or did he all of a sudden develop or, or the only thing he can eat is this. And maybe that's why he's sick all the time. I, like it was very open-ended and ending it in a black and white screenshot of him with one tear rolling down his face was like, Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh, after everything we've seen and this is how you're going to end it for very cheesy. You know, like maybe he didn't know how to end it. Uh, so that well, was it was just... a bit of a callback to that original. And, um, a lot of people have been saying that this movie 
has sort of an abrupt ending that doesn't make any sense at all. I didn't find that to be the case whatsoever. I thought, okay, you did the art show where, oh, first yeah. of all, the whole conceit of the film, the third act is going to be spent doing an autopsy on a child who has had his organs terraformed to be able to um, properly digest microplastics. But according to the father, who's one of these weird hippie types, who's like, yeah, we got we to eat plastics. And they have these purple candy yeah. bars that aren't candy that are just like, I guess, made of the same shit as action figures. He's just devouring right. them. Kills you if you take a bite, if, if you're normal. Uh, him and his, his, uh, you know, his boy toys decided to operate on themselves so they can do that for the betterment of the environment. It's very first reformed kind of premise there uh you know we got to save the for the shitty dirty gross planet that exists which is clearly on its last leg right what's the point why why even bother at that point it's all gross yeah. and brown and dirty and disgusting um yeah, just and die. Just his die son die. <laughs> his son i guess if we're to believe this character um was not operated on and modified like they were modified, but was naturally born as such. Right? Right. What did you catch? Yeah. A cockroach? Hans is swatting flies <laughs> with his hand. He's doing Mr. Miyagi. Mosquito. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the opening was very jarring. Uh, and I thought it was real. So in the opening, um, we see a little kid that's chewing on a, a plastic wastebasket. And then his mom sees him. And then when he's asleep, he she just goes into the bedroom and uh, 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 suffocates him with a pillow. Uh, and then she calls the dad, and the dad finds the kid dead. Then, <laughs> about maybe an hour later, maybe a little bit more, uh, we have a scene with uh, Vigo interrogating the mom. And she said something that really made me laugh, which was like... Uh, well, he was eating plastic. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I was like, really? That's the reasoning to murder your yeah. child? <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, I, that, that, that made me laugh. Uh, also, the scene with, with uh, the C C Caprice character, when she goes to that girl that has her face all slashed up, and she's like, oh, my God, your face makes me want to cut my face open. And then we cut to the next day or whenever the next time Vigo sees her. And he's got, like, like, I don't know. I, they look like like water bubbles on her forehead, and she has a very stupid look on her face. Mm -hmm. He's like, "What do you do to your face?" Because she wanted to just modify herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, there is some moments like that where he's just so goofy. They're just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I'm supposed to be taking this seriously," but he he goes a little too far with the with the weird, I guess, factor that he just kind of comes out as goofy. Yeah, he seems to be looking to penetrate a you know there, there's obviously like a lot of hang-ups right now with uh people being concerned about what's going on with kids right that's a lot of the culture right now as you see a lot of the conservatives pointing at lgbtq and i'm not saying for right or wrong reasons going pedophile pedophile this is grooming pedophile uh and there's also a lot of hang-ups about kids in film you know, there's the scare of cuties and all this and that. And it seems like Cronenberg is observing these cultural things, which aren't even like, I, I, I don't know if it's that prominent compared to other uh, pearl clutching issues that are propagated by uh, the more Twitter, 
Yeah, by Twitter, right? <laughs> Whatever you find on Twitter. But it seems like he's identifying this and going, let's break a lot of conventions and make people uncomfortable. But we're going to start with a child's murder from its own mother. And then we're going to have an, an autopsy done at the end of the film where, like you mentioned before, uh, the child's body is completely exposed during the autopsy. And there's not like hidden camera tricks or anything like that. He's just going to show clearly what's a dummy. You know, you're not showing Com- a child's penis yeah. in 2022 legitimately. This isn't pretty baby. Um, right. <laughs> they, they use probably uh, latex dummy. It, it completely unnecessary, too. You didn't need to show it. You could have just shown him from his waist up because it's not like you're going to cut his penis open in the surgery, right? So you didn't have to do this shot from above his head to see his entire body, but it was done on purpose. On purpose. We saw, yeah, and we saw... An, what was supposed to be an eight-year-old penis, which I felt was completely unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, all right, pushing boundaries, Cronenberg, but fuck, can we do it in a different way than just showing a child's penis? (laughs) Right. So uh, what did you think about uh, some of the peripheral characters in this movie? Because you have Kristen Stewart playing, uh, she was maybe like the best character of the movie, in my opinion, because she's playing Jesse Eisenberg. Basically, it's just like a very neurotic, wormy character. Uh, horny. Yes. Very horny. Yeah. Which is weird to see her acting like that because she's, I don't know, she's usually kind of uh, the same on everything, kind of like the reserved, kind of quirky, like. Right. Uh, like, a, I don't raise my voice or anything type uh, of role. But. You have Lisa Du playing Caprice, who you were talking about at length uh, not long ago, who's the younger wife. But not wife. They're just right. business partners, They're right? Performance artists, yeah. Performance yeah. artists, partners who f- fuck and have like a full on relationship, but don't seem to acknowledge that well, publicly. I don't know if they fuck because all we see them do is lay naked while the machine cuts them. So I guess that's their sex. And then at, at one point uh, later in the movie, Kirsten Stewart tries to seduce Vigo, and then he says, "Well, oh no, I can't have." conventional sex anymore so maybe that's their sex cutting each other while laying on each other naked because mm. yeah. that's what we that's see right they're mo- moaning they're that. like moaning and shit and then it's just being cut but nothing mm-hmm. like not even moving so yeah well they make the, the the there's a point where Kristen stewart's character says oh surgery sex right right yeah. that's what that is that's what the, like she's pointing out the metaphor of the film as right. the character <laughs> It's David Cronenberg being like, yeah, I know this is kind of obvious, but here you go. Just and in case. <laughs> you get the, the slogan of the movie, which is surgery is the new sex. So I, yeah. th- I thought both of them were very good in the movie. I'm not usually a big fan of Lisa Doe. Uh, mm. Great tits on this chick. Wow. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's been a while since blue is the warmest color. Now I'm starting to understand why she has a career in that goofy looking beauty pie doesn't. <laughs> I was going to say, so the one that you thought was a dog was the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Because I was looking at her today and I was like, she, I mean, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, she does not look like a dog at all. What is, what was Laura's uh, well, saying? Well, fame I, I and money I have to will re-watch, Yeah, I got to rewatch Blue of the Warmest Color then because I remember her looking like a dog. And now I realize that. Yeah, what's the, the other one? Uh, Ariel something, right? I think her name is. Yeah, Forgotten. French. Forgotten bitch is what I think of her as. You blew it. You blew the opportunity to to really seize the moment. You let the ugly girl usurp you. Now I find her hot and you forgettable. Think about that, lady. 
Anyway, so Adele they're they're both good. Exarchopolis. Deepak Chopra. That's right. That's what her name was. She's doing French movies now. So mm. that's cool. Yeah, stay in yeah. France. Stay in yeah. France. We got Scott Speedman, who's like the most forgettable actor in the world, who occupies every like generic, we need a generic uh, white male between the ages of 25 and 45. This is what he gets cast as. But he's good in this movie. And he's also mm-hmm. kind of a, just a wormy, neutral father creep. And then you have uh, lesbian cops who fuck over, right. you know, they're interviewing Caprice, and then they're just like, we're going to use our machine to get naked, and it's going to be a funny joke. It's just going to be, hey, yeah. look, we're naked and fucking in your machine. Isn't it funny? It's just a joke. And then Caprice laughs, too. It's very jolly, yeah. uh, good-natured time. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely what you would do in that situation, right? Just Do you know oh, how many funny. times I've just gotten naked over someone's house and climbed on their shit and... He said, hey, it's a joke. It's just a joke. It's a joke. Hey, I'm just, I just got naked in your bed. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, this is my dick touching your pillow. I'm just fucking <laughs> kidding. It's a joke. Uh, <laughs> that guy gets killed uh, very ruthlessly, by the way, but with two drills to the back of his head, and then he just bleeds to death on, on some stairs. That was cool. I like. Yeah, it. some people consider that a treat. Haven't you ever heard of, what is it, you, uh, I forget what the name of the surgery is where they drill a hole in your head to relieve pressure in your cranium and you have a hole there and you're starting to just, you know, the blood no longer gets caught in your forehead oh, yeah, or yeah. something. Like it's like pressure, right. pressure, I don't know. There was an episode of ER on this too. When you're very smart and your brain starts growing so they need to make some room mm-hmm. in your skull so that you get smarter. That's right. So that's the Megamind disease. Oppenheimer did that right before... Nuking, nuking. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, fuck? What was that called? When they would stick a needle in your eye and then you'll be retarded. What was that called? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. What, what are you talking about? Is that <laughs> like a do, Costa Rican do... procedure for, no, 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 for curing no, no. gay they, or something? They would do that to like schizophrenics and like crazy people back in the day, and they would just become like cat- catatonic with uh with that they would just i guess poke their brain through their eye oh, fuck, what was that called uh um uh lobotomy yeah i don't think that's Frontal how they lobotomy. performed a lobotomy i'm pretty sure they they did a full-on procedure with your head so this is like maybe an early variation of that listen i just found an article that says Dr. Walter Freeman pioneers psychosurgery, a.k.a. hacking into the brain with an ice pick. So he wasn't as scientific as you would think if they were using a fucking ice pick wow. to make you not retard, or, or I guess turn you, yeah, turn you into like a, a zombie. But hold on. But did it work? Yeah, you would just become like a zombie. <laughs> you're not schizophrenic anymore. You're not bothering anyone. You just shit yourself and just sit there. I don't know. Hey, listen, if I had to choose between being retarded and being schizophrenic, I'd pick retarded. No question about it. You're seeing ghosts and demons climb out of the wall and wake you up in your sleep, and you're you're you know you're talking to people who have been dead for several years, or, or maybe you just start like eating a candle. You know, you start you Licking just start uh, killing. You don't pets. know how to wipe your ass anymore, <laughs> and you just and jerking off in public and 
Right, and you have a boner and you don't know what to do with it. You ride the bus and it's like a and it's a fun adventure. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. That sounds so much better than seeing d- devils. <laughs> right. Everyone's your friend. Everyone's nice to you to your face. Mm. Don't know about behind your back, but yeah, when you're a schizophrenic, so this, yeah, you see right. demons. You see blurry then this man's a hero shadows. because he did figure out a way to not be. If that's the case, if that's really what it w- was about, you know, yeah. the retarded person's still going to see creatures, still going to see portals, right? They're going to mention that, right? But they're going to talk funny, but they can communicate at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a good deal, a a good yeah. deal to be lobotomized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to stop being sad, just get lobotomized. Oh, uh, Scott Speedman is from Grace Anatomy. That's cool. You watch Grace Anatomy? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know him from anything. Uh, Grace Anatomy. You uh, run this town. Animal Kingdom. The Monster. October Gale. Hold on. Last pause. resort. Pause. All right. Yeah. What do you think about that Monsters trailer? Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Oh, was there a trailer? The only thing I saw was that teaser that looked like shit. It's a teaser trailer. I, yeah, where they just jump out of a thing. And it's like, oh, these are the characters. and I think they walk out of a room and sit down on a couch. And then Grandpa yeah. Munster says, so now what? It looks bad. Just pull up a I'm picture. Not... We don't have to watch the trailer. It's okay. not worth getting this episode clipped because we played the Monsters trailer. Um, I, you know what it looks like? It looks like something that we've talked about before. Let me pull it up uh, before I show the Monsters thing. Uh, I think it was Fox Kids. Oh, yes. I know it. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> not Beetleborgs, but it's something else. It's where the, there's monsters. No, it house. was. It, it, it was, was Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. Yeah. It's because he had that guy with a big nose with the green. Elvis. With a, Baz Luhrmann's that, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of looked like Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what the, the monsters uh, look like, uh, which, which just oh. looks like a bad. Like this a is bad, all right. So here's the thing. Film. Here's the thing. Looks good in black and white. In color, it looks like a miserable experience to have to sit and look at that for anything more than couple of minutes the trailer yeah, was but... was excruciating just for like the little bit that was in color and they make a mm-hmm. note of going the monsters in now in color it's never looked good even when they did uh the the monsters reunion films for television with the original cast and then they did like the updated version it, it looks horrible in color if you didn't do it do it in black and white because well, that looks whole... so much better the whole gothic look of it, like the whole creepy house, uh, doesn't work when you're lighting it with orange and purple. Like that mm-hmm. takes away from the creepiness. So, so you have a, something like this. I don't know if this is even going to be on the show, but they're using this promotional material. So I'll I'll take it as that. But you're lighting this like a modern horror movie, and that doesn't work with this show at all because that's not what this is. You know, it's it doesn't work with the makeup. They didn't. They, it seems it looks yeah. like they didn't account for the makeup being in color. Right, it maybe, looks like a mask. Maybe Rob like, Zombie, like, yeah, maybe Rob Zombie thought this was going to be in black and white, and the people at Universe were like, "We're we're not putting out a black and white movie. What the fuck are you talking about, Rob? No, what's this the sounds last like a major? The last major black and white movie, The Artist, or maybe Frank and Weenie, right? Wasn't that Nebraska in black and white? Was in black and white. Nebraska. Uh, was how about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Oh, Justice is gray edition. 
or the Mad Max that they released. Mad Mad Max Chrome, the Chrome edition. See, like this does this is not the monsters. And to me, because I, I was a fan of this show when I was a child, it's like this is not what I want to see. You know, this is not the type of re I guess rebirth of the series that you want. If you're gonna do it, at least fucking make it look like it's that. It just that looks like, like House of a Thousand Corpses to me. Wasn't yeah. there a guy who looked exactly like that? Who was like telling jokes or something and it was similar lighting? Look, I, I, I don't mind the look. It's just the color. The color's horrible. Yeah. You gotta get rid of the color. It's gotta be look at all right, hold on. There's a Christmas Monsters movie right down there. Same exact problem. This is not unique to Rob Zombie's film. No, keep scrolling down. Keep scrolling down. No, I mean, yeah, but no. There you go. The blue one right there. That's right. Terrible. Terrible. Just at least, at the very, very least, if you're going to keep it in color, keep the saturation down super, super low. Yeah. Yeah, this looks horrible. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Look how little his hands are. Uh, yeah, this it, it just doesn't work, you know. It's it's a product of its time. It's like like remaking Leave It to Beaver, you know, and and modernize it. It's like what's mm-hmm. why? It's it's a thing from from that those days. And it, like you said, whenever they tried to make them in color, it just it just didn't look right, you know. Yeah, uh, him being green just it makes it much goofier than him being black and white, and it just kind of. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. No, it looks but it horrible. Reminded me. Reminded me of this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's this guy. Almost one for one. Or billboards. or what was the uh, Adams Family show that was on Fox Kids too? I think it was just the new Adams Family. Right. That has kind of like a you know like a cheap TV look to it. Well, no, that's the movie. No, this looks better. This looks better. There's no question, at least in my mind, that the new Adams Family, even if it looks atrocious and like they cast a bunch of Halloween costume actors as the Adams Family and gave them those costumes, those outfits, it still looks better. It still looks more Adams Family-ish. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Even though it's it's very Fox Kids with all mm-hmm. the special uh, sound effects and everything, but... Yeah, now look, hold prefer... on. Zoom out here. Zoom out here. Let's take a look at the Raul Julia Adams family compared to, and that's 1992. They've got the right idea for the look, and then you see the monsters. I don't understand how this happened. How this went through, and it's just—I mean—it looks literally on par with the 1996 reboot of the series. It's atrocious. I mean, maybe that won't speak to the quality of the film. I'm kind of glad that Rob Zombie has such like a big studio property under his belt. That's cool, but uh, this looks this looks rough. Looks like a rough going. Yeah, and the thing is that this movie is so good. it's so good. Uh, now that you mentioned this Adam Family movie that Raul Julia won, uh, I saw it recently, and it's such an enjoyable, fun movie to watch. And uh, Nothing that they've shown on this whoops on this monsters movie uh, looks fun, uh, and I know that it's, it's it, we've only seen a teaser, but mm-hmm. it's not much of a tease where it just looks bad. You know, when is this due? Is this going to be coming out in twenty twenty three, or are they setting it for Halloween of this year? 
2022. I don't know if that's going to come out this year. They haven't released more than a teaser trailer, and it's already the middle of the year. You would think it's going to drop around Halloween if that's the case. Oh, and it's a prequel to the series? Yeah, that's always a good idea is linking it into the pre-existing property. Uh, That always works out. That's worse. Prequel taking place before Eddie Monster and Myron were born. Yeah, there's... uh, Yeah. Uh, as a fan of the of the original series, I'm very. Is there anything on the plot? Like, what 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 is the deal with the storyline then? If you only have three of the monsters. Mm, no, development. Uh, no, it just says that he was a fan of the series. <laughs> Empty location will be turned into the neighborhood. No, let me let me see if I can find the information on it. But no. Did they say they shot in Bulgaria? Yeah. No, in hung- Hungary. Um, Budapest. Ah, According okay. To Wikipedia, yeah. Do you think it'll be uh, his worst film? How about that? What do you think is his worst film? Oh, God. Uh, El Supervisto? I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> 31. Jeez, that's a, that's a tough question. No. Yeah. Three, yeah, it might be thirty-one. Do you think thirty-one is 31. worse? Do you think 30, 31 is worse than Lords of Salem? I haven't seen either of those. I two. thought Lords of Salem was interesting just because that was original idea of his, and it had. Um, I think it had some good components to it, even if it didn't add up to a good movie. Thirty-one just seemed very derivative and kind of unnecessary. So yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not really. Nothing that I've seen makes me look forward to it. And I see that a lot of people um, have been positive about that preview, about that teaser. I don't understand how, uh, especially if you were a fan of the show. Uh, because, yeah, like you said, it's just them stepping out of like a door and then they sit on a couch and it just looks like that purple and orange image. And uh, when they first showed this, I was cautiously no actually i I didn't like it (laughs) i didn't like it either uh oh wait i'm not even sharing screen hold on i'm talking about this so when they showed this image um i uh i didn't like the way they looked i didn't think they looked like the characters from the from the classic series so i was immediately skeptical uh especially because all they shown was the house uh, kind of wanted to see more, a little bit more. Uh, I know they're keeping it under wraps, but I don't know if that would be to its benefit. Oh, Jesus, is this from... Oh, oh God, this looks so bad. Is there more image? Oh, no. <laughs> I need Loris to come back. Uh, yeah, so the, it's, it, it just... And I know these are on-set pictures, so this is not what the frame or what the shot is actually going to look like. But I I hope he proves me wrong. I know he's a huge fan of it. I know that he's been wanting to do this for a while. So maybe he'll prove me wrong, even though his last outings have not been something that I've enjoyed uh, or anything since maybe... 
I don't know, Halloween 2, which I thought wasn't great, but it was at least interesting. Um, what what else? Uh, Three from Hell. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, yeah. sorry about that. Hold on, I'm back now. But hold on, we, we're going to take a quick break, and the viewers okay. aren't going to know a damn thing. But there is a pause button we've never used before on Zoom. I just have to pick up a call real quick. Okay. We'll, All right. We'll get to that. All right. Okay, okay. Hi. Hey, we're back. The break is over. I know it was, uh, you know, it was quite quite a deal of time for the viewers at home, the listeners. Hey, you wanted to show me something. Isn't that right, Hans? Yeah, so I went to the IMDb of the Monsters looking for information about the movie. Uh, I couldn't find much when it comes to the plot. Uh, everything seems to be on the wraps or kept uh, as a mystery it just says uh i wonder why it is it just says it's a reboot of the monsters that followed a family of monsters ah that sucks the family of monsters who moves from transylvania to an american suburb that's it so that's just you know what everyone knows about the monsters but then i thought there's more pictures that we saw on google and uh they're, they're they're not great. They, they it looks like the, looks like a Joel Schumacher colors. film. Did Joel Schumacher direct this before he died? Look at this. That's the guy from Lost, right? Yeah, he he was also Bob's replacement on Becker seasons. I think four and five, maybe six. So uh, this is uh, not a great sign. Yeah. My, my excitement is negative. So it's about them moving from Transylvania to, where do they go, California? So the tried and true immigrant story. Nothing more American yeah. than that. Oh, geez, <laughs> is that Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about the casting of three of his regulars in the role of the monsters here you have jeff daniel phillips who i would never in a million years think of for herman monster <laughs> uh, of course sherry that was moon the, zombie that was is the, the guy the, that's that's the guy that replaced sid high right on three from hell yeah yeah not a actually no 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 i think that was richard brake richard brake replaced sid Haig, but jeff daniel phillips was one of the guys who um was kidnapped right it was him and oh, okay. his wife or his girlfriend Actually, take that back. Daniel Roebuck is not a Rob Zombie regular, but he is one of these background actors. He played Jay Leno in uh, the Tonight Show movie, or what was it, Late Night Wars? What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Is he playing uh, Homer Simpson in there? I'm not familiar with either of them. Uh... Daniel Roebuck is a face you will recognize. He is maybe most known for River's Edge, where he plays the kid who killed the girl. And he pops up in in many different, just like nameless roles in films. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The Fugitive, U.S. Marshal, Final Destination. Mob City. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um... I don't know. Uh, uh, who would you cast as as that? Uh, uh, let's get um. Let's get. 
Um, fuck, who could play Herman? Who's a very like... tall person. A very tall person with a boring face. I'd like... Uh, I'd like to get Bruce Dern to play Grandpa. <laughs> oh, that's Dern. pretty good. <laughs> uh, but I don't know about Herman. Beale Hader, Herman Monster, and uh, Bruce Dern as Grandpa. And also, you, I don't on. like... Your... What? Cherry Moon Zombie. You, you hold on. You buy Bill Hader as a family man. <laughs> is that what he's presenting himself as? Yeah, Herman Munster is just like your stereotypical oh, TV dad. I mean, well, no, but I, I could see him playing that like goofy. Dumb I could see him playing a grown-up Eddie Munster, but I couldn't see him as Herman Munster. What about a Will Forte? No, he's too small. <laughs> He's too small and his head's a little too round. You need a guy with like a rectangular a long, head. Yeah. Long head. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, that would be good. That would, that would, that would actually work. It just sound worse. Just, just him trying to make a voice like, or make himself sound differently, which doesn't work as we saw in uh, in uh, Batman and Robin, right? It's just him with a, a slightly different accent, but it's still him. Uh, so I think that would be that would be good. Herman, mm-hmm. ripped Herman. Once you the the, the, the woman is kind of replaceable, right? You just need someone who is slender, and it doesn't even matter really if she's attractive or not because she's just going to be done up as a vampire. I just, I'm kind of sick of him just having her be the woman in every single one of his movies. It's like, all right, dude, we get it. You love her. (laughs) We understand. You love your wife. She's getting kind of up there in age, so she's not, you know, going to play 25-year-old anymore. Uh, But, yeah, I don't don't know. I, I don't care for her very much. I mean, at least she's gotten better with acting as, oh, you look... You look horrified. What, what is his face? What's going on? What the fuck is that? You know what the Monsters Today is? Oh, is that the reboot? It says 88. I just saw... There were a couple uh, of reboots. There was one with the big bad of the Lost Boys movie who played Herman Munster. Is this the one where he looks Chinese? Let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> you got That's Chinese. pretty that, bad. This is the one I... Look, it looks like It. <laughs> okay, um, I feel like we've taken a look at this guy before. Is this yeah, like a black actor? Oh, Which... shit, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the Monsters Today. 80s from 87 to 91. That's pretty good. Or maybe we thought it was a black no. actor and turned out to be a white guy. Yeah, I think th- we've experienced <laughs> yeah, we've this moment exactly this. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember his long head. Uh He's, he's kind of a '80s uh, villain head. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, he was in Dick wow. Tracy, so th- this kind of this tracks for him. Just Chinese, what deformed head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to do makeup for his character. It was all just you show up, show up on the set that day. Oh, dude, Chinese Herman. I forgot about him. This is great. Anyway, sorry. Just didn't mean to derail Does that look better or worse than the Rob Zombie monsters? No, worse. <laughs> I, I, I'll yeah. give him that. This one just, he's balding, even though that's not even his hair, but he's still balding. 
the the Herman character. Yeah, and and uh, Grandpa has like very. I just noticed this. He's got very thick lipstick in this series too. Which there was one. Kind of there was one weird. update of the monsters. So this this Grandpa monster looks kind of normal. He looks somewhat similar to the original Grandpa monster. But there is one in particular where they went with a guy who looks nothing like the original, and he's very hasidic looking there's a very hasidic looking grandpa monster so just type in grandpa monster reboot and i you will be able to visually detect which one i am talking about so let's take a look at this again patreon.com slash lores if you want to get in on the visual component here we're only getting like the new you're only getting the new one with with daniel roebuck uh good good seo I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Was this in the 80s, the, the one you were talking about? or was No, it I think it was... Uh, it might have been 90s. Okay, let's see. So type in, like, Grandpa Monster 90s. Yeah. No, now you, See, they're, they're trying to suppress it. They're trying to hide it because they're ashamed. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Uh... Yeah, no, not it's not coming up. Either. All right, well, let's take a look at. Why don't we take a look at the monster? I remember Grandpa Monster lived for a very long time. Like he was alive at 108 or something, and he would make TV appearances. Al Lewis. Yeah, Al Lewis. Yeah, he lived a long time. I don't know if he made it over 100. I feel like he did. 90s at least. Let's see. Maybe all the all the reboots should be listed here. Uh, where could I find that? So it'd be film specials. If that's a, is that what that says? Pitch up, oh, pilot episode. Pitch episode, uh, 1965 Easter special. Um, movie reboots. Wayne's movie? They were going to do a Wayne's Monsters movie? <laughs> Holy shit. Keenan Ivory, Sean, and Marlon Wayne's had made a deal to write and produce a modern day movie on the Monsters. But not, but not appear in it? Also, they the were point? T- yeah. Okay, so Seth to... Myers was developing a modern day interpretation of the series for NBC. The show would place the monsters in Brooklyn, New York, where they try to fit in as an ordinary family. Oof. Yeah, that would have lasted three episodes before you get into <laughs> All right, so it wasn't uh, The Monsters Today, which has no, its own article Chinese. right there. Uh, Chinese. Yeah. Mini Monsters? Monsters film. Yeah, I think it's. A, I, it, I think it was like they did a lot of made-for-TV movies where they reunited the monsters. So here we go. We've got one, two, three, four, five of these. So we got here come the monsters. Can we just zoom in to take a look at this? Better. It's a really low, low respiratory. One second. Here come the. All right. So this is the one where they had. The villain oh, from the Lost this, Boys. Is this? <laughs> no. No, this is not, not it, the right? guy. This is not the one. He does not. Look, this looks like Brad Dorif as Grandpa Monster. That just looks this is not bad. who I'm thinking of. No. Oof. Oh, look, it's uh, that girl. That's Ben Stiller's ex-wife. Right. That girl. <laughs> <laughs> The Monster's Revenge. That's the other film. Oh, that seems to be the original cast. Yeah, that was the original cast. They got uh, Fred Gwynn uh, back for that and, and um, everybody else. Did you? When was that? 
Munsters go home. Um, Munster, Munster, try Munster's Scary Little Christmas. Yeah, I think it might be that one. Munsters go home, go to England. Uh, let's see, Scary Little Christmas. Oh, yes, this one's it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck? That's a uh, oh, very prominent wow. nose on this Grandpa Munster. You know, you know who he, who he looks like. He looks like. Do you remember? I don't know if you were perusing YouTube back in the day. He looks like Ed Rem. No, I don't know who that is. Ed. You want to spell Ed Rem? Me? Uh, I think it was like spelled. Just like that. Ed, E D. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it might have been like E D, uh, R E M, but maybe with like an H before the M. I don't know. I. I if you type in like YouTube old man creepy or like oh uh type in type in old creepy man sing scrubs theme song. So we're doing this again, patreon.com slash luck. Sorry to keep plugging that. Is there a vid Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Ederim. Ederim. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like him. And this guy turned out to be, he was arrested for some Jeffrey Jones activity where he paid some children to take their shirts off and take off some other things and snap some photos. And he went to prison for that. So that's what Grandpa Munster looks like in this Munster's Scary Little Christmas movie from 1996. Oh, my uh, God, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> at that, that Eddie perfect. Munster wouldn't Holy have stood a chance shit, with, with Grandpa Ed Rem. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That, uh, hey, maybe maybe it was. We don't know who this actor is. How do you know that he was not, you know, uh, the famous YouTuber? Uh, what? Ten the original later? PewDiePie, some would say. Ed Rem. Oh, man. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, I guess uh, to close out this Monster Talk, uh, that new movie looks like shit. Monster uh, Talk would be a good podcast for us to host. Is weekly shows where we're just talking about the Monsters TV program. Which is Monster Movies. Which is just five episode series. That's right. I think that could be good. It could be good for, for getting the word out about this program. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could really bait some, some people in. It's Monster Talk. So yeah, this is going to be 90 year old listeners uh, mm -hmm. that still remember that. Yeah, I don't think this movie. It um, and uh, especially looking at his last four movies, maybe five movies. Like I, I, I was talking about how uh, I think the last movie of his, his that I liked was probably Halloween two, and not because it was great, but just because you know it was trying something different at least. So. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that, but besides that, uh, uh, I don't know anything. I like some else? of Three from Hell. I just thought it was a little lazy, and that he had kind of he lost his confidence or his swagger as a filmmaker, like he was trying to get back into it with uh, an original cast and try and like gain something back. And it seems like he did because now he's on this monsters movie for Universal yeah. Pictures. And he was doing crowdfunded piece of shit uh, films before. Yeah. So 
Uh, good for Rob Zombie. I like Rob Zombie. I think he is a he's an interesting director. I don't always like the movies he makes, but I appreciate his presence, especially today, uh, in movie movie biz. So uh, I don't know. Rob Zombie's Crimes of the Future with Sherry Moon Zombie is Caprice. <laughs> Who's Vigo Mortensen? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, oh, Bill Mosley. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It would be Bill yeah. Mosley. Uh, have you heard of the Shrouds? Just to make a little switch back to Crimes of the Future, since you mentioned it. No. Um, it's the it's the next project that apparently Cronenberg uh, is doing with Vincent Castle. Uh, and it okay. says uh, Karsh, this is the character that Vincent Castle is playing, an in- innovative businessman. Innovative? innovative. How do you pronounce that word? Innovative businessman and grieving widower who builds a device to connect with the dead inside a burial shroud. So that sounds very Cronenberg-y. He wrote it too. Uh, So maybe that will be better (laughs) than what we got. I'm glad that we got back to body horror, David Cronenberg. Now I want a little bit more than just body horror Cronenberg, you know. So this this sounds like it could be interesting, especially with with that actor that I think is he's he usually picks very very uh, well not usually but sometimes uh, interesting projects uh, and he's always good I think. Well, I you know my vibe on David Cronenberg with his last couple of films, especially and then this one, is it just feels like he's kind of an incomplete director now. His movies mm-hmm. don't have the same um, sense of totality that they used to have. And I think, um, you know, a history of violence has that and maybe has more of that than it needs. But everything that I've seen from the past 10 years, it lacks certain components Something. that would make it right. feel uh, like a whole product. And Crimes of the Future is a little more, it's a little fuller than what I experienced with uh, Cosmopolis or Maps to the Stars, but it still doesn't quite... I don't think it adds up to um, the promise of a lot of things that he is delving into in the movie. Do you think that people are praising it just because it's his return to body horror? Mm-hmm. With, and without taking into consideration that the movie maybe is not that good? Yeah, I do think that. And I think you can see the disparity between audience perception and critical perception. People have condition themselves to be ready to praise whatever David Cronenberg produces, especially if it's body horror related, because he's that guy. That's his thing. That's his forte. That's what we all love him for is body horror. And he got away from that for a little while, did some psychological oriented films. This was the big return. It was always going to be a slam dunk if it was just okay. And I, I did see on Rotten not that Rotten Tomatoes has any sort of prowess these days quite like it did in 2007 and 2008 when it actually meant something to have a, a high score on there. I don't think anybody really checks out Rotten Tomatoes these days to you know shape what they might go see at the theater. Um, but it had like an 85% or something like that. And then you go over to IMDb. 70. 79. 79. Yeah. Okay. 79 so it dropped a little bit. And 49, 49 audience score too. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. So that's even more stark of a contrast than what I was going to say, which was IMDb, which has, I think the movie had a 6.5 out of 10, which is rough going for IMDb. Yeah. People are usually nicer there, right? 
No, no, they're not. But um, <laughs> you know, they, when it when it comes to if something's like good, then they're over the moon about it. If something's bad, it's gonna get pummeled on. You know, Metacritic gave it a sixty-five too. So yeah, it's wow. Okay, people aren't really vibing with it. Yeah, very middling reviews. One hundred and fifteen critic reviews, ninety-three user reviews, sixty-five, and then. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is over 100 verified ratings, audience score 49, and 192 reviews, 79, with the, with the hacks, <laughs> the hack side, uh, 79. So it's still fresh. Oh, wh- fresh? Really? At 79? I, th- I feel like for a movie to be fresh, it should be, what, above 85, maybe? It's fresh if it's above 60. 70. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's not... Eh, that doesn't really tell you much about the. Well, it's a passing quality. grade. It goes by the United States school system, which is <laughs> if you're in a 60, <laughs> some places, my high school did 63, and that's a D, and that's a passing. Wow. It's a D. Um, but typically, it's considered 60 and up. That's a D minus. You're hanging in there. You're hanging on by a thread. Uh, everything below that is an F. I grew up in a third world country, and mine was 65. What does that say about your 65 is much more generous. (laughs) Some schools here do 65, but mine did 63. So if you got a 64, that was fucking painful. I I feel like I got a couple of 60. Really asshole teacher, too, to not just give it a little bump. Do you ever get a zero in a test? Yeah, probably. Me too. I remember very specifically uh, (laughs) in my high school, uh, there was a teacher that I hated. She was such a fucking just bitch uh to everyone uh so she would uh uh instead of because one of her knees was fucked up uh uh and so every time she walked she had like a little uh what do you call that like a little like a limp or a um, yeah like a limp uh, yeah. and she was gross and and no one liked her because she was such a fucking bitch uh and she what she would do is instead of standing up and writing on the board or whatever she would just read and then she'd be like, okay, so if you got uh, that, now here's 15 questions. Answer them, right? Now, my attention span as a, as a 36-year-old is pretty short. As a 12-year-old, it was impossible for me to pay attention to this bitch uh, and answer that. So I remember that uh, it was a civics test, too. Uh, and uh, when they were going to give the results, uh, I missed that day because I was sick or something. And then it, the next day when I came in... Uh, the president of our class um, presented me with a, a paper that said I got a zero and everyone just laughed <laughs> in the Hold room. <laughs> Wait, you had a class president and their responsibility yeah. would be to hand out the test. Now, did they show up to school every day in a suit and tie? No, 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 they no, we that. did. We did have to use a uniform, which was like dress pants and a white dress shirt. It was the fucking worst when you're a fat kid in Costa Rica where it's hot as fuck. So I would just be constantly sweating, always, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I would have to wear a button up shirt that was tied on me because I was too big for my age. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, uh, the heat from here. So, no, it, it wasn't her responsibility, but because I missed that day. And I, I think t- civics was only once a week. Uh, but I just remember just entering the classroom and then just everyone laughing. And I was like, why is everyone laughing? And then I looked at my test and I was like, oh, shit, I got a zero. And I told my parents thinking that they were going to also think it was funny. 
they didn't. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they didn't find it as humorous as I did. Uh, so that was uh, yeah. That's uh, I'll never forget that that one zero I, I got in high school. Well, I would get. I feel like I didn't get zeros often. I feel like I I figured out that if I didn't know anything at all, then what I would do is, and this would kind of be a giveaway. You didn't study or anything, so you're gonna like you're gonna maybe annoy the teacher. Is you just answer the same th- if it's multiple choice anyway. You answer the same thing all the way down because you're probably going to, at the very least, right, you're going to get like a minimum of a 25 or something. And I had gotten some tens before, okay, <laughs> especially when it comes to math. I had gotten some right. tens, like an 18%, 20%. I was constantly in like the 30% club for math. Um, and the only reason why I even got through any of those classes is because I had a very generous teacher who was just like, yeah, listen, you know, you're at a 34. I'm going to give you a 65 because this is your – I'm going to give you a 65 because this is the last year of high school. And this she... is like a retarded person's math class. I mean, you're in here with a bunch of freshmen. You're a senior. Um, I, oh I, I like you. I just – I don't want you to have to go to summer because that's not going to work out either. So how about we just do this? I'm just going to give you a 65. Do your best next semester. We'll see how it goes. That reminds me of uh, when I first moved to New Mexico when I was 17. Um, so because our uh, educational systems are different, uh, you guys go by credits. We don't. We go by you have to pass these seven, eight classes every year, and that's it. So when I went up there, I was 17, and I only had to do like my last year. But I didn't have enough credits to be on, like, what, 11th? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my credits were enough for me to be in eighth grade, and I was 17. So the first day that I got there, they put me in classes with, you know, uh, eighth graders, which is what, 13-year-olds? Yeah. Uh, so it was just me at 17, just massive on these tiny little chairs <laughs> You're Billy next Madison. to children. Yeah. yeah uh, I lasted two days there, um, and then I just got a GED. But I remember that it was very uncomfortable because I, my English wasn't as good as it is now. Uh, that's one I was also an obese child. That's two. And then, like, I couldn't even fit in the bus. That's how bad it was. <laughs> uh, because uh, the, the bus that would pass by my house was, was like, a regular, like, a school bus. And I couldn't fit lengthwise or, or I guess, width. width I guess. Yeah. So it was just fucking on, just the worst thing that you could do to a fat kid. <laughs> uh, and I would just sit there uncomfortably, barely understanding what they were saying. Uh and then I just got a GED in like a month. So, uh, yeah. Um, why did we start talking about <laughs> about this? Well, <laughs> you know, you suffered at school, Hans. And I yeah. suffered at school. So this was always going to be a common point of bonding between you and I is uh, the, the just lack of intelligence between the both of us <laughs> and academic strength. This is really what makes the show pop is knowing that we both uh, were terrible in our yeah. adolescence. Yeah, used, uh, I was uh, offered, I don't know if I've ever told this on the show, but I was offered to be on one of those advanced schools for like special children, right? Mm. When, I was, when I was about to graduate uh, elementary school. Uh, and it was a really cool school with only like 10 kids per class. And then they would teach you how to like, uh, I don't know, sci- whatever, science or whatever. Sign shit <laughs> You teach yeah. to children. Uh, but I was like, okay, so... That's cool. It's like an hour away from my house. So I would have to get up at like five in the morning. 
there's a school behind my house that is just a public school, but it's behind my house. So I can just wake up at 6.30 and shower and everything and be ready by 7. So I did that. And I guess that's why uh, I'm not like a successful scientist or like a smart person. And instead, I'm doing a podcast with you at 10 p.m. (laughs) on a Monday. Well, it's actually, it's Tuesday, huh? So, uh, oh, right. there you go. And oh, well, in a minute, it'll go. be Wednesday. So, I don't you know even what? know what day it is. That's how retarded yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we're ready to close out this episode of Movies. Uh, what do we got lined up for later in the week? We got another um, show. We got another show coming. We have a, we got the live show that we still haven't decided what it's, what it's going to be about. Um, and then, well, just a, a couple of guests that haven't confirmed that you've mentioned before. Like uh, who? There was the um, It Follows episode, right? That was one uh, that you told me about. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I told you to watch those movies a long time, like yeah. five months ago, and then you were just like, I haven't watched yeah. those yet. And I was like, all right, yeah. well, I guess we'll push the show <laughs> off, and then nothing happened. Just hey, nothing uh, happened, yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, I think we're going to have Austin Wright on at some point. Again, um, he is an actor in Mass State Lottery, so that will be something to do. And then we've got um, – we had someone else as well. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to schedule what to do. Um, we we are probably going to cover at some point Elvis with Anthony Sisko. He just got uh, out of the, the theater seeing an advanced screening of that and is raving about it right now. I think that's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. I think it's going to be great. Uh, I quite enjoy the work of Baz Luhrmann. Uh, I know you're not a fan of Great Gatsby. I think that's a wrong opinion. So okay. we'll we'll check this out. We'll see if Elvis does anything different for you. I just saw a clip that people have been sharing on Twitter of the Great Gatsby on a really cool scene uh, where the camera just goes down a building into Tobey Maguire's face with digital zoom it's mm-hmm. great it's no it's, <laughs> it's great wonderful. it's great filming Cinema. it's bombastic yeah. uh you know it's uh it's quite it's quite the experience it's quite the time just you know i just don't think it's right to throw a cameraman down a building just to get that shot <laughs> I guess it's hollywood i guess hollywood right i guess yeah uh do you have any movies that you're looking forward to that are coming out later this year besides monsters Monsters oh. Reloaded. That'll be a good sequel that goes direct to video with a new cast. Because they I can't afford Sherry Moon Zombie. I don't even don't even know what's coming out. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, just nope. take a look. Nope. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> uh, I read that, an uh, entire uh, synopsis of Nope that was all green text on um, on 4chan that explains the movie top to bottom, and I'm somewhat interested in it, but not all that interested in it. You got, oh, Halloween, right? That one's this year. Uh, what do you think? I mean, did we get into this before? Like, I don't know how they're going to handle Halloween ends based off of where Halloween Kills goes. Um, I can't imagine. And it's going to pick up a couple of years after the fact, too, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what they do. Yeah, because both of them are so different from each other, even though mm-hmm. it's a trilogy. Just tonally. Uh, like, not even with the story, yeah. just the direction of, of what yeah. that third film will be. I really did not know that there's so many superhero movies still coming out this year. Thor, Black Adam, Black Panther, uh, another Spider Verse movie, Shazam. Mm. Well, that, no, that's Flash. 2023. Well, the f- 
Shazam? No. Yeah, some of these are 2023. No, no, no. Sorry, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verses next year. Okay. All right. Uh, Mission Impossible. That's 2023. Uh, Are you going to see the the Gray Man? Ryan Gosling's big return? What is that? No. no. From, uh, Uh, oh, you know, I just watched. Russo Brothers? Yeah, it's from the Russo Brothers. I just watched Cherry the other night on Apple Plus. And I had the lowest of expectations for that. I read the book, Cherry. I enjoyed it a lot. I always thought that Tom Holland was miscast. And I think he is miscast. I think you, you needed more of a Shia LaBeouf actor in that role. Uh, but he does the best he can with, with what he's given. It's not his fault, really. I mean, it is his fault that he was cast. He accepted it. But, I mean, what are you going to say no? You're going to say no even though you're not right. right for the part with that payday? He's taking all of those roles that Chaya used to play too, right? And he's not that. But good. he's he doesn't have that edge. He doesn't have no. any edge to him. He's a little boy. He's still I don't know if he's like thirty now, but he still looks like a child. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't have the. I mean, I'm not saying Chaya is a, a huge, tall guy or, or imposing figure, but he looks like an adult. Uh, this other kid just still looks like a kid. Again, I don't know how old he is. I'm sure he's probably my age, <laughs> but uh, but he just doesn't have the the physicality of an adult. So it's it's weird that he's getting those those roles or or even cast as much as he is like that. I don't think it's Uncharted weird. Movie. I don't think it's weird that he's getting cast because you don't have any of those guys that are coming up that are around his age where there's like a, a like just a harder aspect to them. They're all very soft. They're posing right. for like GQ and dresses and high heels. Just type in Tom Holland high heels and we'll get a look at this guy. So we'll we'll, we'll see who the star of the bank robbing heroin addict military veteran for Cherry is. This, is where he lifts? Yeah. Well, who doesn't in Hollywood? Oh, Jesus. Look at, <laughs> look oh. at Tom Holland's lifts. That's great. Is this what you were talking about? No, no, that's not a that's a good outfit. Uh, no, I'm I've seen him in high heels. Maybe I, I could be confusing a little bit of it with Harry Styles, who cannot pass up the opportunity to dress dress like a woman. But no, he has cross dressed as well, and not just for this James Corden uh, singing show, which he did for a Rihanna song or something. Are you sure you just dreamed this? You have a no, I'm positive. I'm right. absolutely positive. I saw this this kid in high heels. So it's wearing, wearing mommy's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is oh, this is rough. Is going. this it? That's not him. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a, a woman. woman. <laughs> That's just a girl. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about any movies that I'm excited. Oh. Oh, I got excited about a Dragon Ball movie, but it's an animated movie, so never mind. I thought it was going to be like Dragon Ball Evolution 2. That I will be excited about. That movie rules. Well, uh, it's only no, a matter I... of time before they try that again, since Disney owns yeah. it. Who would you cast as Goku? It's going to go to some like Rand. It'll probably <laughs> go to the dude who played Shang-Chi. That's that, that's who, who oh. they will cast. Oh, uh, yeah. Now they're, they're definitely going to make him Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to do it very... Uh, racially appropriate even if, if the character is white they're gonna go with that 
because they did that recently, right? They did that. Oh, it was Cowboy Bebop, I think. Where it's obviously yeah. Spike Spiegel is clearly a white guy, but it casts John Cho. Um, so that that's what they'll do. And it'll be Cowboy Bebop Part 2, probably. What are you excited about this year? That's I'm excited Craven? about... Did you hear about Craven the Hunter? And that's how Aaron Taylor he's... Johnson, right? And he's not going to be hunting animals. He's going to be hunting British people because it's... Colonialism. And... He's fighting back yeah. for... And he's vegan. Indians. Yeah. He's a vegan too, by the way. He's a vegan? It's yeah. Craven the Hunter, who wears what is it, like a bear? No, a tiger on his chest that he's like I'm assuming killed. He's a vegan now, so that's would be cool to see him wearing hemp clothing and This sounds like uh, you're pulling my leg. This sounds this sounds like bullshit to me. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't read a Twitter joke and take it seriously? I can't it's imagine they Sonny's would do that. Plan. And yet I can imagine yeah. they would do that. But they're they Daily don't... Dot a reputable website? I don't know. I would buy it if it's from the Daily Dot, even though they're not, not the most reputable. They're kind of like a tabloid bin, but they don't typically report um, total fabrications. It says here, a new interview is raising some questions about the direction of this new franchise. After Taylor Johnson characterized Craven as an animal lover, uh, like uh, he's, it says, um, <laughs> okay, it says Craven is a larger-than-life hunter of big game animals, dressing in outlandish costumes made from animal pelts. While he's usually cast in a villainous role, his personal code of honor means he sometimes slips into anti-hero territory. Like most long-running Marvel characters, he's evolved a lot over decades. I guess that's the excuse they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fans were quick to make fun of her. Taylor. It's 2022. We can't have a hunter. What are you talking yeah. about hunting? Then don't don't have that character. He's not that important. The, the, uh, there's more Spider-Man villains that you can use. But why take the one thing that the character has, which is on his name, Craven the Hunter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't do him. Why? I don't. I don't understand. It's like I was never like Marvel a fan has of only Craven the Hunter. He, he, no. he was never my favorite villain when he was on uh, the animated show or when he was in the comic book. I thought he was just kind of corny, and uh, it's like yeah. a dude going around with his shirt off. This is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fucking lame. I don't care about this. Where's Where's Blade? How about more <laughs> Venom? Wasn't that everyone's response? Is how about more Venom? Where's Carnage? Venom and Car that's all you need. You don't need I mean Doc Ock maybe, you know. Green throw a green goblin in there from time to time. That's a good one too. Everyone else, you can dump them. Put yeah. them in the garbage. Morbius, that's pretty a fucking another Ra- lame villain. Rhino, Rhino's pretty lame. <laughs> lame yeah. too. He's just big and strong. Uh, sorry, what was the movie that you were excited about this year? Uh, Creed I'm tr- 3? Is that- <laughs> Creed 3. Uh, I'm looking at the list on Wikipedia right now of movies being released by month. And I think it's probably actually Park Chan-wook's new movie, Decision to Leave. That one I'm really looking forward to. But aside from that, I mean, there's no real... I can't think of any filmmakers aside from Park who are... are uh, you know, they're, they're putting out movies that I'm excited about or any movies at all. This year that I'm looking, I mean Elvis. I've been looking forward to Elvis uh, since that first trailer. But aside from that, there's nothing. I mean, it's gonna be a pretty oh, doing, scarce year. They're doing a 
Dungeons and Dragons movie? You brought this up on like two shows ago. I did. Yeah. Uh, directed by that kid. That was on. What the fuck was it? Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, right. he wrote some yeah, of the I'm... Spider-Man movies that, that they produced for Disney. So he's got a lucrative okay. career as a screenwriter. And I think he might have directed the Vacation reboot. Well, he also wrote that great comedy from 2013, uh, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Have you mm. seen that movie? <laughs> no, and this? I will never watch that movie. I couldn't I... imagine a, a more <laughs> wasted talent in a single film. <laughs> I watched it on a plane. Well, I didn't watch it because I didn't finish it. So I was like, oh, cool, that's Steve Carell, and that's uh, Steve Buscemi. That's cool. This this should be at least interesting. And uh, no, no, I was uh, completely wrong. It was, it was terrible. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Oh, Steve Carey's in it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big thing, is he was acting along with Steve Carell. And, yeah, you had a, a bunch of comedy stars. You know, I, I mentioned this over on Twitter just a couple of days ago. But one movie that I would, on paper, be looking forward to, and we brought it up before, because uh, they just screened footage at, like, you know, Comic-Con's dead. Comic-Con does not exist anymore. But they do these events now for, like, Warner Brothers and Fox and Disney, and sometimes there's, like, a mashup of those events. You would always go to Comic-Con and see what movie, like, big franchise movies are going to be coming out for the year or the next couple of years. And they don't, they don't exactly do that. But Warner Brothers had their panel. And they released some footage of Salem's Lot. That's a movie that's due out in three months. Less than three months. Nothing. Absolutely. Not even a still. There's like a concept art poster of it. I can't imagine this is going to be released this year. Um, If it is going to be released this year, then it's a total lack of faith on behalf of Warner Bros. to bury a Stephen King property considering how well the It movies performed, especially that first one. Salem's Lot is not a B-tier Stephen King property. That is top of the line. Hmm. So, yeah, one of his, especially the, his movies, that there's so many misses, too, uh, or movies based on his uh, properties. Uh, yeah, the only thing I can find is just reactions from people that I guess saw that teaser. But oh, Interesting. I'm going to check that out tonight, then, because I didn't even know there were those. I thought it was a very exclusive thing um i don't know i'm i'm still gary dowerman's one of the worst but he's directing that and he's writing the script and it's his property and it seems like the casting is visually anyway i can't speak to some of the talent i know maybe alfred woodard is probably like the most talented of the actors most well-known of the actors in the cast but um it doesn't seem like a terrible group of people to be playing those roles but we'll see we'll see how that goes William Sattler is playing Barlow. He's playing Barlow. That's what. I know. I remember we covered that he was in the cast. Uh, I did not know that he was playing Barlow. That's what Google says. Not on IMDb yet, but I just googled the name and it says Louis Pullman plays Ben Mears, Mackenzie Lee, Susan Norton, William Sattler, Kurt Barlow. Interesting. Okay, that's not. Terrible. I'm, I just would not think of William Sadler for that role. He's got a very round face now because he's old. So that would be... I don't know. It seems like people have re- reacted very positively saying that it was scary. 
Okay. Uh, or like, these look scary, so that's positive. And but people get excited but, too. People get excited when they're the true. first to see. Well, and whenever they recognize something too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it says that it's set to hit theaters November nine. So yeah, it's really weird that so, what oh, four oh, months away and. November 9th. I saw September 9th. No, September. September 9th, sorry. September 9th, yeah. So it's weird that, you know, what, uh, July, August, three months away. Mm-hmm. Less than three months away and, and not even a teaser Nothing. or anything that's been released. That's weird. They didn't even do, like, an official cast announcement. I, I guess it just is a thing. Um, all right. Well, 2022 looks like it's going to be a mixed bag of a year. Uh kind of was more front-heavy, it seems, anyway, because I thought mm. – you know, I've seen about 60 movies that were released this year, and a good chunk of them have been good. I would certainly say more than 2020 or 2021, where we, we were obviously in a lull, gradually coming out of that. 2022, so far, pretty middling year. Not not an atrocious year for movies. But uh, we'll yeah, see decent. we'll see where it takes us. Um, that's the end of this episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, patreon.com slash lowres. Join the $5 tier if you want to see the video of this if you're a Spotify listener or an iTunes listener. And if you are a Spotify or iTunes listener, I highly encourage you to leave a review. Okay? I can't tell you to leave a five-star review, but the implication is there. If I'm telling you, it's like, yeah. go vote. Well, who do you want me to vote for? <laughs> it's always a Democrat. Whenever they say go vote, they really mean go vote Democrat. Why would you vote ever vote die, Republican? Yes, vote nice. or die. We'll, we'll <laughs> slaughter you and your family unless you go to the polls. So go do that. Rate or die. There you go. That's the slogan of the episode. All right. That has been Movies for this week. Thank you for listening.